Damn, we're funky today, Jack. What's up? What's uppers? See, a beat like that made me feel like uh, E-40. Anyway, what's up? Uh, welcome to SVP. This episode of the SVP is brought to you by Anchor once again. Anchor.fm is where you want to go if you want to do a podcast. They're very, very simple, easy creation tools. Make it so that you can edit and put your podcast together on the go, wherever you're at. Download onto your phone, download it onto your computer, your PC, your tablet, whatever it is you want to use. Then get started doing a podcast. Uh, super easy. They upload it to all the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google, and um, Apple. Uh, and it's a free service. Free. You No money out of your pocket. But if you do it right, you can make money. A kind audience is what you need. A zero audience mem- uh, minimum uh, listenership is required. I've, I've had a brain fart there. Anyway, um, get started today. Go to anchor.fm. I got dates. I got dates uh, this coming Thursday, February 2nd. The Boils Bistro Blowout downtown Hayward is where we will be doing comedy, my monthly comedy show that I produce in the town I grew up in. Better known as The Stack by anybody under the age of 35. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, British John headlining, taking the place of uh, Sydney Strigerts. No worries there. We will still have a fine show uh, this coming Thursday. And then uh, Friday, I'll be making noise, playing drums with Hazards. Hazard's playing the Stay Gold Cafe in Oakland, California, February 3rd. That's this Friday. Just added a comedy show coming up uh, February 8th. February 8th, a Wednesday night, I will be doing comedy at The Emporium. And this is out in Brentwood, California. That's right. And it's not that Brentwood, all right? It's not the Brentwood that OJ's from. It's the Brentwood out there in the... California Delta, all right? This is North, North and Cali, North Cali, North Cali, Brentwood, not Southland, all right? <laughs> February 18th, Hazards will be playing the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz. Uh, moving into March, March 3rd, actually that's the wrong date, March 2nd. The next uh, uh, March, the, the March version of the Boyle's Bistro Blowout. I've been saying the third this whole fucking time. Uh, and it's actually the second. So, uh, yeah, March 2nd, the Boyle's Bistro Blowout. Uh, Butch Escobar headlining the March Blowout. Uh, March 11th, I'll be making noise with Zed. Zed headlining Mama Kins in San Jose with The Watchers. And Corvus Lore. We are finally able to announce that those bands are playing with us. Because um, they have finished their shows that they had coming up. And now we can say, hey, they're playing with us. So it'll sell out for sure with the Watchers. Us and the Watchers together. Come on. It's going to be fucking. It's, there's going to be fucking people getting turned away at the door. 
Um, March 18th, my birthday, Hazard's playing Fulton 55 in Fresno. Fresno? Fres? Yes! No! Uh, April 7th, this is a new, uh, a new date. April 7th, I will be at the Faction Brewery doing comedy in Alameda. Faction Brewery. My man, uh, Jason Topes hooked this one up. Uh, and then May, Hazard's playing, uh, Winter's Tavern in Pacifica. And in June, Hazard's playing the Playback Studios. All kinds of fun shit going on, as always. And, as always... Sean Boyle's podcast does not own, have permission, or the copyrights, or the trademarks to any music heard here on the Sean Boyle's podcast. Don't try to come at me with your bullshit and sue me, because I ain't the one, son. Let's do a podcast. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, burritos. Let's be clear, okay? The beginning of the podcast, it says drums, drums, life, burritos. Drums, life burritos, not drugs. Someone thought it was drugs. No, you do don't do drugs. What's up? Welcome to the SBP episode number one seventy six. Jesus creamy. Uh, what's going on? A um, shout out. <laughs> I'm doing shout outs now. Apparently. Um, you know, you got to give props where props are due. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy eating at this, this establishment, but they came out with a new product and now I like their food, although it all, it's all the same, no matter what you get, it's all pretty much the same, but they came out with something new that they never did before. It's the best thing they got. It's the best thing they got. Taco Bell is now doing wings. It's the best thing on the menu. Phenomenal. Nothing special. Pretty average as far as wings go. But compared to the rest of the menu, it's fucking great. There is some sort of dusting. There's there's some dusting on these wings that I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Taco Bell got wings, yo. And they got some ranch little sauce, spicy ranch. I did not dip the wings in this ranch sauce, so I don't know what the ranch sauce tastes like. I was just excited to get wings. I saw wings. I got excited. I fucking got wings. And then I did the typical, uh, uh, what I do at Taco Bell, as I now that they got the Mexican pizzas back, I order a Mexican pizza, and I have them add lettuce and add guacamole. Make sure if you have them add lettuce and add guacamole that they do it post the steamer. You don't want you don't want lettuce and guacamole pre-steamer because your lettuce and guacamole gets fucked in the steamer. So lettuce guacamole post steamer 
add it to your pizza. And then you get a Nacho Bell Grande. And when you get your Nacho Bell Grande, get extra beef and get extra, uh, uh, add, add guacamole and add jalapenos. And what you do is you take your Nacho Bell Grande and you flip it upside down on top of your pizza. You pick off all those chips that, that were there that were the bottom chips, pick all those off, and then you eat the rest of that shit with a fork. That is your fat guy lesson of the week. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be a new feature. Maybe I got to come up with a maybe I got a new feature. Fat guy lessons of the week. That's uh I so when they had the nacho uh, the nacho supreme, which was the smaller version of the nacho bel grande, it was a lot easier to dump that on top of the pizza. But they got rid of the pizza and they got rid of the nacho supreme. And then they brought the pizza back, but they still got the Nacho Bel Grande. So fuck it. Dump that whole big bullshits on there. Be careful. It's tough. It's tough to do. It gets sloppy. It can get messy. But I'm a professional fat guy. And I can handle me some fast food fuckeries. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, fat guy fucking hacks. Fat guy food hacks. How about that? I don't know. We'll come up with a. We'll come up with something for it. We'll come up with a with the name of the segment. If you got suggestions, you could text me. If you can DM me, you know who I am and where I'm at. Or or email me at sean s e a n underscore b o y l e s at yahoo.com. My personal email address. It's on the way. It's on the fucking. If you look up the Sean Boyles podcast and you, and you, if you read the episode things, website addresses in there or website, who the fuck do I think I am? My email address is there for anybody to get at me if they want. Which, out of 176 episodes, well, 175 episodes, um, I've received. I've received two, two emails. I've received two emails. I well, I've received two email. I've received emails from two different people because one of them we have an ongoing conversation going on with the emails. Shout out to my girl Renee Medina. Anyway. Ah, uh, standard issue podcast this week. We got uh, a little reaction of the week. We got uh, the earworm, and uh, we got me going through the fucking week. Um, so I was supposed to have a show in Santa Rosa, and it did not happen. The club was not open and ready to go yet. However, I saw today a picture from that club. Only but a couple of days after the show should have been on Friday. Um, little music act happening inside Barrel Proof Lounge in uh, in Santa Rosa. Formerly Three Disciples. So hats off to Casey Williams for uh, actually getting the club up off the ground and functioning. And doors are open and alcohol is flowing and, and uh, bands are playing. So that's fucking awesome. Uh, looking forward to getting back up there to uh, do some comedy. I should hit the dude up. Say, hey, man, my show didn't happen. Get me on another one. 
or the show I was on didn't happen. I shouldn't say my show. Should not say that. Um, let's see what happened this week. I um at rehearsal on Wednesday for Zed that triggered the earworm of the week, and I will talk about that when we get to the earworm of the week. Um. Had a good uh, good session though with Zed, uh, getting some new tunes together, getting some new. T- I think we got one. Besides vocals, there's one whole complete tune. I think that's like solid, ready to fucking go. So uh, the plan is to get maybe five or six together, and we'll try to record an EP. That's the um, that's the goal for Zed right now. Um, but one song for sure. Like I said, besides vocals. And uh, and I think fucking Pete's, you know, scatting some ideas for vocals on that song already, too. So one song for sure. And um, definitely five or six parts for other songs in various uh, various degrees of completion. But I'd say the fucking one is is pretty, pretty fucking locked up. I dig it. And it's a it's a fucking barn burner, too. It's this. It's a. Most of the Zed songs are mid-tempo or slower. This one's fucking... This one's got a little pep in the step. A little little rocker. It's a little rocker song. Um, And then uh, Thursday... Thursday we were supposed to have Hazard's rehearsal. And... Um, it did not happen. Um... My man Billy, uh, a.k.a. Willis, uh, he got in a fucking gnarly car accident. And um, he got hurt. He got hurt. He's got uh, internal bruising. Um, And his passenger who was with him, uh, our girl uh, uh, Mancy, she got really hurt. In fact, she had to have uh, back surgery. So... uh, our thoughts are with them as they recoup. Uh, we did have a Hazards rehearsal last night, and uh, Willis uh, is functioning, uh, but definitely sh- still, uh, definitely still shook. Um, he's not. Um, um, yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely still shook. Uh, he's still trying to wrap his mind around uh, what happened. I mean. Uh, it's just fucking he hit a he hit a car that was stopped on the highway and the car did not have any lights on or any like sort of flat no no flashers or nothing and uh he tried to avoid it but ended up hitting it and uh it got bad so um so yeah let's uh keep a, a positive open mind or just positive vibes for my folks and uh make sure you know like I said he he's he's okay he's walking around he's got a gnarly sort of mark on his neck from where the seatbelt hit his neck and then uh like I said that he's got internal bruising so which is I mean fuck it could have been super worse you know what I mean you know um but like I said uh, uh Mancy had to have a surgery on her back so she's uh she's actually in the hospital still so Oh, bummer. Um, Almost insensitive for me to just say bummer, huh? That's kind of fucking douchey of me. 
Oh, that's uh, that's too bad. Uh, fucking cocks. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Um, I've been working, uh, for a friend of mine the past, um, since I think Wednesday, um, every once in a while I do work with a friend of mine, this guy, his name, um, he goes by Bungie Brent. I hardly ever call him Bungie Brent. His name's fucking Brent. And, um, but he used to back in the day, um, and he fucking... This was what he did for a living for a while. He took people up uh, out wherever you, you he could do it. He had a few little spots that were off the beaten path, and uh, they would bungee jump. And he got way, way into it, and like super professional and safety and all kinds of shit. And I learned that apparently he's jumped probably um, 75,000 people. Is what he said. So, um, you know, when he would go up there, there would be, you know, a ton of people there. You know, and actually, I think he said he maybe maybe even did that in one year. So, anyway, the man was fucking very prolific in the bungee jumping. So, thus, he ended up with the nickname Bungee Brent. When I met him, that was already his nickname. I still didn't fucking call him that. Just called him Brent. Anyway, I've been uh, doing some work for him. Uh, usually he does little odd job kind of things, you know, sort of um, glorified handyman type stuff. Um, and sometimes he gets, you know, you know, he gets asked to paint a house and he doesn't like painting houses. Um, so I end up getting those jobs and uh, him being the the lead on it and. You know, he kind of just lets me do it while he kind of comes back behind and makes sure everything's tight and clean and or whatever. Uh, sometimes there's, you know, little things that he just he's a little older. He had fucking open heart surgery uh, a couple years ago. He actually had a heart attack and a triple uh, and again, a triple bypass or, you know, he's, um, you know, so he can't do what he used to be able to do. But in his mind, he still thinks he can do it. So he's doing shit he ain't supposed to be doing. Thus, this week, I've been helping him sort of uh, reorganize his place. He's got, you know, a bunch of storage sheds in his backyard that he's going through stuff and getting rid of stuff. The fucker's a hoarder, almost borderline hoarder. He's got the mentality of a hoarder because everything that he was looking through, oh, I, I need to save that. I need to, I go, why? Why do you need to save that? What What good, who, who wants that? What good is that? Oh, this has got a, this is a, a. and he's telling me some, you know, He's not telling me some horse shit, but it sounds like horse shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I go, stop it. Nobody gives a shit about that. That's not, no, no, no. I can, I can, I can turn this around. I can sell this for, if I can sell this to the right person. Or, oh, this has got, this has got personal information on it. I need to, uh, you know, just, you know, <laughs> just not wanting to throw anything away. But we did manage to take two truckloads of junk to um to the dumps and uh we got about a half a truck load uh ready to go maybe for tomorrow so but that's what i've been doing the past few days and you know fucking with this dude uh like i said he's a pr- pretty good friend of mine and uh very good sense of humor 
And uh, he's always fucking with me. Every time I pull my phone out to check a text message, and he's like, oh, you checking your likes on Facebook? I'm like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck does that even mean? Like, like, wh- <laughs> why is that? Why is that a thing? Is that a thing I do? Am I a fucking? Someone told me that they, you know, oh fuck, he he was he's oh yeah, dude, my wife says you're on Facebook all the time. I'm like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Like, how am I? How is someone able to see that you're on Facebook all the time? You know. I did have an issue a while back about being on there a lot. And I know the wife didn't like it very much. Um, but we're past that. Um, oh, yeah. So um, the Brandon Lounge. Let's talk about that. I had um, I had been tapped to headline a bar show on Sunday. And uh, I was definitely looking forward to it. Anticipating it greatly, trying to make sure I had enough material. Uh, the days leading up to it, I was going through my notes to see how what how I could throw a set together that would make sense, that would flow, that would have a nice sort of thing. Um, and I was able to put together what I thought was a pretty good set. Um, something came up in the middle of the set and I was able to sort of throw in another thing in, uh, um, so they had asked me to do a half hour. I was supposed to do 30 minutes. So I was going to, I had probably as the, the set I put together was probably 25. Uh, but I kind of planned on maybe, you know, filling up some time by doing some crowd work. I don't do crowd work very often and I sometimes only do it if something happens during the set and you kind of got to be in the moment. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I ignore what people are saying because there's, there's times where people are trying to say some shit like they're trying to heckle and I can flat out ignore it and it usually goes away really quick, you know. Um, I've only been heckled maybe twice and they were both at open mics. So I, 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 I've been very, very lucky, very, very lucky when it comes to the heckling. Um, but, um, I had a good set. I didn't have a, I didn't have a great set. I wanted to fucking smash. I didn't smash. I had a decent set, decent to good, you know? Decent to good. I didn't eat shit. I definitely didn't eat shit. I got on a nice roll there for a minute where everything was flowing. I was getting good laughs. But there was definitely a dip towards the end. Um, But uh, overall, I think I had a... It was cool. It was cool. And I definitely... So what they the guys wanted me... You know, they originally... They, they asked me to do 30 minutes uh, come showtime. They said, well, you know... We, we need you to do at least 20. So we'll give you the light at 20. And then, you know, you can end it whenever you want to end it after we give you the light at 20. So I ended up doing 25 total. And uh, and it was cool. Now, this place is notorious for uh, post because uh, it's a Sunday night. They have comedy every Sunday night there. And it's been notoriously tough to do comedy there post-Sunday football day. 
and especially if the Niners have played, and especially if the Niners had played at home, this bar seems to fill up with a lot of red and gold. Uh, fortunately, the Niner game was the early game on Sunday, and it was an away game, and they lost. So there wasn't anybody drowning their sorrow, although there were a couple of people in there with 49ers jerseys. Uh, maybe drowning their sorrows due to the loss. Um, and I I literally, for the first time, tried to watch a football game on Sunday, and it was the Niner game, and it just they just got their fucking asses handed to them. So I didn't really uh, pay attention to much of it because it wasn't much of a game. And I started watching the, uh, 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 the Bengals and Chiefs, but... Be it that I haven't watched any games at all this year. I've watched no games at all this year. I, I just completely disinterested. Um, Mah- the way Mahone's helmet sits on his head takes me out of the fucking... It just takes me out. His he- his helmet looks too big. It looks like it's sitting on top of his head. In a re- There's too much head from eyes. Like You can see too much of his forehead in his helmet. And it's bothersome. It, it fucking drives me nuts. Pull your fucking helmet down, stupid. What are you doing? You're going to get your shit rattled all to hell. Pull your helmet down. You big dumb helmet. I mean, it looks I mean, it's like it's like short bus helmet big. Like he's uh. Anyway. Uh <laughs> So what is it? It's uh Who's in the Super Bowl? The Eagles and the who won that game? The Chiefs or the or the Bengals? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I don't even know who won that game. Oh my god! I can give a shit. You know, I'll watch it, I guess, but you know, no, uh, no stake in it at all for me. Uh, but like so, so Brandon Lounge was good. Like I said, I did well. Um, they tried a different setup. Usually, they set up on one side of the bar. And uh, it's where the bathrooms are, so people are like, like literally walking right next to you to get to go down this hallway to go to the bathrooms. And they finally decided to try to set up in a different area. And I think it worked better where they set it up, you know, like in the middle of the room near the fireplace, and kind of arrange tables and chairs to kind of have that, you know, focus there. Uh, um. What's her name? Uh, Lonnie Terranova, who was the feature for the night. She probably had the set of the night. She fucking got was getting big, big laughs. She did really well. And she pulled out this fucking nine-inch dildo and, like, slapped it on the table and had, had a bunch of bunch of jokes about the dildo or whatever, which, uh, which she left on a table in front of me while I started my, um, started my shit. And I completely ignored it. I ignored it. Until like I finally I, like I looked at it and it sparked an idea, and I told a story about this um, very large, white, meaty, uncircumcised penis that I saw. Yeah, good times. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I've been listening to some podcasts and I've noticed people using this term and they're using it like flagrantly. And uh, it's bothering me. It's greatly bothering me. In fact, um, 
It's not quite one of these, but we're going to say it is anyway. Overrated. Like I said, it's not quite an overrated, but it's close. Maybe maybe it's an overused. It's an overused term. It's a term that's getting used so much it's starting to get watered down and not have the fucking meaning that it's supposed to have. And uh, the term GOAT, as in the acronym for greatest of all time, People are using this fucking word for everything. Oh, he's the goat. And then they're turning around and say, oh, no, he's the goat. Somebody else, another guy, another fella. That's not how that term works. You can say one of the goats. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that, but that's not how it's getting used. It's starting to get used as this guy's the goat, and then turn around minutes later and say, oh, no, he's the goat. Another guy. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop your buffoonery with this. You can only have, it's the greatest of all time. Or you say one of the goats. One of the greatest of all time. One of, you know, one of the all-time greats. But that doesn't say goat, does it? Um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know. Um, I heard it on uh, the Brilliant Idiots podcast, which is uh, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. And they were talking about, um, and this is this is what triggered it for me. They were talking about, some rappers and Charlemagne said somebody was the goat from this area. And Schultz said, Oh, would he be the, this guy of that area? And he said, no, 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 he's not that guy. That guy's, that guy's, you know, that guy's not, not in a whole other class above him. So right away you're 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 discounting the guy that you said was a goat in that area. So he's not as good. He, you know, yeah, maybe he's the goat of that area, but not as good. The great, I don't know. It just it bothered me the way. And then they turned around and said, "Well, then I think so and so is the goat." And the guy agreed. Oh yeah, he's the goat for sure. And that was a whole different guy. It's like, come on. That's what it was. Um, and I forget who he said. Charlemagne said there was a guy from an area, and I think it was of Florida. And he said, that guy's the goat from of Florida. And then Schultz said, you think he's the Biggie Smalls of Florida? And he's, oh, no, no, no. He's not the Biggie Smalls of Florida. He's, he's not that good. He's, and they said, Rick Ross is the, big, is, is the Biggie Smalls of Florida. So Rick Ross is the Biggie Small. So he already said Biggie is better. So if Rick Ross is the Biggie Smalls of Florida, that guy that he said is the GOAT of Florida is not the GOAT because he said Biggie Smalls is better than that. And then he turned around and said another guy was the GOAT. 
of a of an undescript area. It just bothered me, and that's what. I, and then I and then and and leading up to that, I've been hearing the term a lot. People have been saying the goat a lot about whoever since fucking Chappelle, fucking his self proclaimed. Which he was smart in the way he said that. He said, you know, this is coming from some, you know, people that claim me to be the GOAT. I've been hearing it, in, in, especially in basketball. That's where I hear it the most. Who's the GOAT? They say LeBron or Kobe or Jordan. My opinion is Jordan. Maybe it's because I'm Gen X. It's pretty... Um, pretty unanimous amongst Gen X that Jordan is. And I've talked about that before, right? That was, that was an overrated I had months ago, right? You know, LeBron is fucking overrated as fuck. Whiny ass flip flopping biatch. Anyway, um, what else we got? I, uh, let's check the notes. Why come my notes aren't fucking up? There's the notes. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, let's do, uh, Let's do reaction, and then we'll do this last thing, and then we'll do earworm, and we'll get out of here. Maybe we're out. Maybe we're out early. Maybe it's short. Maybe I don't have enough shit to talk about this week. All right? Stop being so fucking judgy, huh? God. <sighs> Where's my fucking reaction bumper? Here we go. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, this is the part of the podcast where me, your host, Sean Boyles, um, I react to a song on the pop charts. Uh, 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 oh, uh, me being a long, long time lover of the fucking metal. And uh, heavier and more extreme music, I um, will check into the pop charts every week to see what's going on there and just laugh. We'll just laugh and we'll laugh and we'll laugh. Uh, Tay-Tay got knocked out of the top spot, finally, by Little Miss Miley Cyrus. Number one song of the country this week is a song called Flowers by Miley Cyrus. She's got a new record out. So we're going to listen to a song called Flowers. Let's see what Billy Ray Jr. is doing. We were good. We were cold. Kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't. Built a home and watched it burn With those, uh, started off with the vocal up close, uh, the, the, the Billy Eilish style.
Yeah, following uh, following the trend of the understated understated beat, understated uh, backbeat for sure. Right there reminds me of something. What is it? That little post-chorus part reminds me. I don't know. It's an interesting little break before that chorus drops, huh? a trippy song like it's um it's kind of mellow bittersweet maybe because it's a dance beat but it's not like overly like happy it's a little little subdued i guess it's a good message huh like i can love me better than you can like you know, I got, I got that self-love. I don't need you to love me. All right, Miley. Miley. <laughs> what a goofy name, Miley. Um, I don't know. I didn't hate it. It's not blowing my hair back, but, but that's a trippy like. So like, you know. Middle sort of mid tempo dance beat, right? But sort of, but I gotta put a sort of melon. Would that be a melancholy vibe? You know, melancholy. Well, I don't know. Wasn't happy, but wasn't super sad either, right? But yeah, started off with that real up up close to the mic. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. Good, good on you, Miley. You knocked out Tay Tay out of the top spot. Let's see how long you sit up there on top with your little, with your little song. Um. So speaking of music, I um, be it the algorithms on the social media are as they are, and I've clicked on enough of them that I um. I see a lot of drum videos, lots of videos of guys playing drums, lots of um, uh, uh, videos of uh, new equipment being shown, lots of videos of um, just random people playing drums and uh, reactions to other people playing drums and uh, drum makers and uh, just... It's fucking drums, dude, and music. Just all, you know, there's a lot of guitar shit too that I see, and you know, 
nine cool riffs you could play to annoy your fucking band members or what you know shit like that you know this one guy i've seen he does he's doing a series of, you know you know sounds to irritate your band members part two and he's doing dumb little things on the guitar um to potentially irritate the rest of the band so why you would want to purposely irritate your band members um that doesn't seem very smart but you know some people are dickheads so i've been seeing these videos of these guys and i forgive me for not knowing exactly who they are because i don't know if they're all the same guy but they're just doing weird drum modifications that don't make any sense at all um it started off with um like symbol so symbol stacking is 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 a sort of popular trend in drums and what symbol stacking is is you're literally taking the symbols and putting other symbols on top of those symbols on the same stand on the same post with uh no felts or anything in between so you're putting you know you know alloy plate on top of alloy plate and hitting it and getting sort of you know every time it's a sound it's always some version of a because it never sounds great it's some sort of squished crashy you know crunchy sort of sound it's not you know because a crash you get that you know um oh shit do i got any crashes ready to go can i give you a crash that's a crash right i got another crash yeah that's the right symbol is a crap that's your basic crash symbol i'm playing a fucking drum machine right now okay but they'll stack them you know they'll take a couple different sizes and they'll put them on one stand and hit it and it goes <laughs> you know almost sounding like a china symbol china symbols got more of a, a, a an ashier sound it's not as crashy and, it, and it's a quicker decay it's not as so instead of a you'll get a more of a ah sound. Do I got anything that can play a China? I can pull up a China real quick, but <coughs> anyway. Um so the symbol stacking shit, that's kind of how it started. I was seeing all these different, you know, what you know, just stacking the stupid, you know, three, four, five symbols on top of each other. And the more you stack it, the less it's gonna reverberate and the less sound you're actually gonna get. So it's going from going from a to a you know what I mean? And it just eventually just turns into a... K. It's like, okay, great. That doesn't fucking sound good. Then I saw uh, taking... So the hi-hat symbols, okay? We all know the hi-hat, right? That's your hi-hats. Closed hi-hat, open hi-hat. Although I think those are 909s. But... Is that 909 or 808? I can't tell. I think that's 909. Anyway, that's a closed hi-hat. This is an open hi-hat. Okay. Hi-hat symbols typically are 14-inch diameters. Okay. Get two 14-inch diameter symbols, and it goes on the hi-hat stand, and the pedal pulls the top one down on top of the bottom one, making the closed sound. That's not the... That's the closed sound, right? So that's your closed sound hi-hat. When you... Give it a little open and you hit the symbols, you get that hash, okay? Rock music, 
you hear a lot of open hi hats, sort of gives it a little bit more volume. You know what I mean? You know, it makes it feel like it's a little, little, little louder. Thrash metal, of course. You got open hi hats almost all the way. Hardly ever closed hi hats. You know what I mean? Um, you know, closed hi hats, you get a fucking tighter thing. You know, hi hats, you know, it's gonna have a different, different feel. Um, so I saw these guys taking crash cymbals, you know, different sizes and putting them on the hi-hat stand and using them as hi-hats and never really sounding good, especially the bigger they got. I saw the fucking guy put two 22 inch ride cymbals together. The ride cymbal is this guy. And that's usually the biggest cymbal on your drum set. Usually twenty inches or bigger. I have a, I have twenty. I have a twenty-two. In fact, I have two twenty-twos. I typically use two twenty-two inch ride cymbals. One for the nice sort of, and one I sort of crash out and wash out. So I use a ride cymbal to get that crashy sound. But of course, it doesn't have that high end. It's more of a raw. Anyway, so the two twenty-two inch ride cymbals, and they put it on a hi hat stand, and they closed it, and it just went. It just went. It just just didn't make hardly. It was just this dumb lumbering sound, not a sound that you could even use. Just and then they, when they try to hash them, it just was a big just. It just sounded like dog shit. And I guess you know in the you know in the sake of. Uh, experimentation, I guess it's cool. But then it gets ridiculous. And they're taking... I saw a guy take a 22-inch cymbal and insert it into where a bass drum head would go on the bass drum. And they put the claws and clamps back on and tightened the rim onto the cymbal where the head should be and then took a beater bass drum beater and hit the cymbal on the drum and it went it went just made a noise a non noise sort of a metal you know a metal kind of noise but just a just nothing nothing you could do anything with you're seeing a cymbal on a fucking bass drum stop it stop you're being stupid then they took it further. The guy took two snare drums. And he cut holes in the heads so that he could mount it on a hi-hat stand. So the clutch, which is the part that holds the top cymbal, actually was on a head. So they cut a hole in a, in a drum head, put a clutch on there, and clamped it down, and then put that on the post. And the only thing that that really did as it clamped down on top of the other snare drum that was on the bottom of it, which was just snare drum on top of snare drums, it's not going to make any noise. It's just going to go. But the top head of the top snare drum with the clutch on there and the, and the, and the thing pulling it, it did do something with that top head. So if you tapped the top head and you pulled the pedal down, it actually tightened that head and it gave you a little boom, 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 bing, 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 bing
but it's on top of another snare drum, and so, but it just that was I I saw that and it was it was kind of ridiculous. I know for a fact that uh uh why is why why drama blank on his name uh Ruddick Jason Rodic 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 the drummer for Neurosis. Why am I blanking on his fucking last name? Uh, favorite band, and I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he uses two 16-inch crashes as hi-hats. Like I said, normal hi-hats are 14 inches. You can, uh, They do make 15s. I like 15s. If I can find some really heavy, heavy 15s, that's what I like to use. Um... But my man uses 16s. But what has happened with his 16s, and I don't know what kind of crashes they are, um, but he uses two 16-inch hi-hat or two 16-inch crash symbols as hi-hats, and he's got a pretty unique-sounding hi-hat sound. It's very specific to what that band does, and so that's cool. For whatever reason, that sh- it works because six. You probably don't want to get any bigger than that, though. It's going to start sounding really stupid. But his shit sounds rad. Anyway, just weird drum videos of these guys doing ridiculous modifications. And it's, um, some of it's cool just for, like I said, you know, experimenting for experiment's sake. But when you take two snare drums and put it on a hi-hat stand, you're just being stupid. You're not going to get any noise out of that. It's just going to, two drums slamming together, just just, ah, messy mess. You're being a messy Marvin. Messy mess Marvin, man. Uh, All right, let's fucking... Uh, let's get to... Let's get to the end. Where's my shit? I'm not... Uh, I'm not ready. I don't have the shit queued up like I usually do. And I don't know why. All right. Earworm of the week. Thank you, thank you once again for um, checking out um, another episode of the Sean Boyles podcast. You guys are all right. A uh, few weeks back, there was a dip in the list in, in in the listens, and now we got a little uptick. We're sort of back to where we were before that dip. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, drop me a little, a little, uh, little tidbit, a little review. That would be nice. Um, like I said, send your, um, you can email me, send your complaints to Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com. Uh, so, uh, this, um, this week's earworm. So, uh, like I said, Zed, Zed had rehearsal on, um, last Wednesday and um, so in the room, in the, in the building where Zed rehearses at Music Inc. Studios in San, uh, San Jose, California, there's two buildings. And uh, actually, Hazards is in one building, in one room, sharing it with a few other bands. Um, we got a big fucking room. And Zed is in a room in the other building. The other building is the building that houses what they call the live room. So they got a big stage in there with a full fucking light rig and the whole dream. 
and uh, bands could rent that out to get used to being on a big stage and uh, and rehearse that way. And uh, I guess it's an hourly rate to use the live room. Oftentimes there is a cover band in there that uses it once a week or so. Um, and they bring in all the, uh, there's a drum set there provided and cabinets, you know, a little back line. And they just bring their guitars or whatever, and, and and they rehearse and they go through whatever songs they're working on or whatever. Uh, when Zed rehearses in there, despite the live room being literally, technically the loudest thing in there, if Zed's in there rehearsing, it just ruins everybody's night. It's, it's just so fucking loud that every band has every band in that building can hear us, including the people in the live room on the big stage. Now I say all that because there is a a group that is right next to our room that rehearses and um, they don't, uh, they're not a band that plays out. They don't do shows, but they get together and have some beers and just jam songs. And they try to run through some songs and they got a very eclectic sort of, uh, um, a group of songs that they try to learn and try to play. And we oftentimes hear them like going through these songs. And sometimes it's like, Ooh, you might want to work on that one, fellas. You know what I mean? But sometimes they actually pull it off. You know what I mean? Um, one of the songs they actually pull off is this week's earworm of the week, because I heard them playing it and I was like, Oh shit, they're pulling that off. They got the right fucking tones going on. And the vocals were in dude's range and um and it was cool. And for the next few days I'm bopping around with this fucking song stuck in my head. So uh so yeah, um this week's ear rumor of the week is um shit, where did it go? Oh here it is. Um uh, a little song called Don't Change by in excess i actually dig this song i'm not a huge in excess fan but i dig this song it's a cool song so um yeah you dirty dirty dirties um anything else i need to tell you we went through everything on the list we're near the end of the thing i said the rate and the re- reviews I think I think we're good. I think we can depart. I think we can dismount. I think we can get out of here. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, be good. Keep it dirty. And I'll see you dick knuckles next week.
Stanton Avenue and fuck Ace Freely. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.